What's the name of your podcast? The Inconsistent Podcast. I like that. Yeah, yeah. I like that because that removes all of the pressures. Of yeah. Being <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You I can't like get that. mad when the episode I don't lo- come I out. I love yeah. that. Look at the I love that, dude. <laughs> Sir. Is that Ray Charles? What is that? Nah, this is uh, Frank Sinatra. Oh, that That's life. life. That's life. Yes, sir. That's what all the people say. <laughs> you arrived oh. high in April, shot, shot down in May. I like but it. I know <laughs> I'm gonna change that tune. When I'm back on top, Back on top in June. I said that. I like that. <laughs> I like that, bro. I like that. You never cease to amaze me, LeVar. I feel like, like, like myself, you're a jack of all trades. I feel like you know a little bit about everything. Oh, I, man, right. I, don't, I don't think I'm like that. Bro. No? Nah, man. You, I just you're be- a whole pharmacist, comedian, <laughs> yeah, writer. But- Bro, but you it's, know. it's you you know what's crazy, dog. I think for me, everything dog, I just be bumping my head against the wall, man, just trying to figure well, that shit out. That doesn't sound good. I no, I I literally just be trying to figure shit out. Yeah. Even even, even when we going to pharmacy school, man, I had to work so hard. I had to I had to work harder than everybody, study harder. Mm-hmm. With comedy. You know, I was getting booed and shit when I first started. Time and was fucked. You know, you know what I mean. I had to work really hard. I missed that. all of that. When yeah, I started, bro. you were you were a superstar. <laughs> My, first time I got booed was at your night at Uptown. I started like the week prior. I come to Uptown. It's a Wednesday, and. Yeah. I get booed off the stage. I stay and watch the entire show. Uh-huh. And I was just so impressed. There were so many people that I had never seen before mm-hmm. that were, like, so funny. But, man, just seeing, like, this crowd that, that was so evil to me <laughs> just love you. <laughs> well, you know, you know, man, when I was uh, when I was hosting, you talked about Wild Out Wednesday. Yeah. You know, when I was hosting that night, you know, one thing about hosting somewhere every week is it's it's your house. You it's your I mean? house, and you and you do it, you know, like with repetition and doing mm-hmm. things over and over again. You know, I got so comfortable, I knew what part of the stage to hit where that lighting was shining to do a certain yeah. facial expression. Yeah, I just knew the whole stage. Like you would do character idea. work. You would transform, like when when Candy had that little like bang. Yeah, you would like, like you know put your hand up. Like, and... what? <laughs> <laughs> there was so many things I I learned so much watching you, and there's so many things that that I saw, and I was like, yeah, only Levar can can do that. Wow, and you would I just like that, bro. Yeah, oh man, it was amazing. And then uh, there was. The thing you did where like K Dub would just jump out of nowhere on stage and then it was just show oh, wow, business, man. man. It was it was a <laughs> Uptown was a good dog. Uptown was like our little breeding ground. Yeah. Here. Like yeah. early 
early 2000s mid 2000s it was mm-hmm. literally mm-hmm. like a breeding ground bro it was when i first moved to atlanta and, and uh had gone to uptown and i was just so um, you know overwhelmed by seeing all of the comic view comedians you know what I mean? yeah comic view comedians were superstars they were like hood superstars like mm-hmm. literally like you know what i'm saying and just to see them and i would see the goosebumps and then just to be in uptown and bro i was uh, you know my first time seeing uh T- tyler craig mm-hmm. benji brown mm-hmm. jb smooth man these guys were yeah. fucking animals bro man my first time seeing benji brown dog we couldn't breathe dog i mean he would have every street nigga, whoever in there, bro. Yeah. And and this, I didn't know who he was. This is the very first time. I see a little dude. He's sitting in the back. He got a towel on his head, head down. It's packed. Nard hosting was hosting, bro. And, you know, you got all kind of gangsters and shit. All these people, you know, mean. They'll boo you the fuck off the stage. I watched Benji get up there, bro. And, I mean, he had... Just niggas hollering and laughing when they yeah. when they had to hold like when you gotta hold your hands up and run <laughs> like ah oh, people like yeah. stop <laughs> telling this nigga to, begging this nigga to stop I was like my god this motherfucker is man I, oh I saw some magical shit in there man Tyler Crick like man boy I saw so much it was yeah like, uh, ooh, it was I didn't crazy. even think about that I didn't even think about hosting there I'm I, I think I was was so impressed at the time just by like like all the you know time and all the all the all the different stuff that you were doing hosting i never thought about all the people that you got to see and Ooh. run into oh just monsters yeah bro. jesus christ it's just monsters but does but let me ask you this do you think like you, you know how you saw us coming up back mm-hmm. in the day like you, you had to be like that doing urban comedy. Since then, there's been a big change in urban comedy where I don't feel like, I really don't feel like you. I I don't know how much talent really, really matters in this day and age. I think the talented rise to the top. You think so? I think that you know. I think I think that there's a lot of parody and there's a lot of people. Like those people, that generation didn't have a blueprint, you know, or their blueprint was very narrow. So they were able to explore and create different ways of, and approaches of, of going about it. And I feel like the generations after have more things that are like covered territory. And I think there's a lot of people that are just tracing what former generations were doing instead of trying to get a different approach. So do you think like my generation and generation before me, we, our approach was more linear. Is that what you're saying? Like it was, just there, was a, there was a, there was a lane. There was a lane. The, the, the guys before the guys before you, I feel like carved a lane and then, yeah, I feel like then there was a lane there. And then with, digital it just spread it just kind of opened up to where you know a guy could more so find his audience and yeah you know but finding your audience and you know the craft are almost mutually exclusive at this point mm. 
It's almost like finding your audience and, you know, the things that we love that we see people do on stage is, you know, not related. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's... It's 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 weird. How do you feel about what do you feel about the state of stand up comedy right the now? The state of stand up comedy. <laughs> what, how do you how do you feel about the state of stand up? I feel like the state of stand up comedy. I feel like it's in a in a good place. Like I'm optimistic. I I feel like you know if you build it, they will come. But mm-hmm. you have to build it. And I think that school was is almost the opposite of what it was before. Almost it, before it was like, don't burn your material. The, your act is your cachet. That's what you bring to the table. Mm-hmm. And the skills you acquire by building your act will fuel everything else. And now it's kind of like your act isn't that precious. It can be, but it it, it doesn't have to be. But you putting out your act gives you more opportunities to do it. And if your goal is to do it, then you're not going to want to stop. You're not going to want to stop growing. You're not going to want to stop creating. You're not going to want to stop making something that, that is special, you know, again and again and again. Mm-hmm. So I feel like for one skill set, it's a new opportunity for another skill set. It's a closed door. Okay. Okay. That's a great, that's a great take. Cause sometimes some things take a long time. Something, you know, there's some acts that used to exist and you see it and you were not seeing uh three months of work. You were seeing eight years of work. Oh yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You were, you it, were it, seeing it, like stuff that was built and took a lot of time to craft. Yeah. Hell yeah. That was the magic to me of, of comedy. Because mm-hmm. it's been, and that's that's a magical part probably to the comedy consumer because I've been doing comedy a long time. Like yeah. It's like 20 years. But it's still so many people that have never seen me. That, that have never seen me. Yeah. So when they're seeing me for that first time in their mind, they're like, oh yeah, wow. You know, this is a new guy. So, you know, they feel yeah. like this is this guy's first time doing comedy, so that makes it even a greater experience. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? No, I, I get those comments all the time when people will see me. I'll post up a clip of someone be like, man, he's just starting. This guy's good. <laughs> like, yeah, wait. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Did they, they think this is my first yeah. time going up? Is this, they, they don't is this the very beginning? They don't understand the magic behind the work, the mm-hmm. years of work and bombing and going through the motions with this shit yeah uh, i don't know I, I i feel like comedy right now i i feel like it's in a good space as well yeah i feel like there are no gatekeepers and i feel like it is totally on the back of the artist and the artist will go as far as his beliefs taken yeah so if you believe you are a headliner act as such if you believe you're a feature act as such if you believe yeah. you, you know just want to host act as such so I, I, I mm. think that's where we're at now I don't think and I don't think we're ever going to see like so you know of course Kevin Hart the big comic well now going into the future I believe there will be a thousand Kevin Hart 
So there, there's going to be guys simultaneously doing it on this large scale that, you know, you might be oblivious to. You, you have no idea. And I think it's happening now to an extent. I don't know about that. I don't think I there's going to be a now. thousand Kevin Hart's. I mean, bro, there's you, only 52 you, weeks in a year. Bro, listen. You th- can't book a thousand people. Hold on. L- let's talk about comedy now. Big ticket sellers. Burt Kreischer is the number one touring selling artist. Sure. He's selling crazy. Yeah. Sebastian Manosico is selling crazy. Mm, yeah. Joe Rogan. Maniscalco. Yeah, Maniscalco. Yeah. Rogan's selling crazy. Yeah. Dave is selling crazy. Okay. Kevin is selling crazy. Yeah. Uh, who the fuck else? It's it's about five more. Who and these are these are the people that could do the big ass arenas and sure. tours at one time. And then underneath those, you still have a lot of heavy theater ticket sellers. Too. Right. Yes. So I think everybody is growing. I I think the internet, the digital age is making the world a smaller place, but then at the same time it's a bigger pool of people. So But Beyonce does football stadiums. And Taylor Swift does football stadiums. Yeah. And, and they, Kevin and they're Hart doing this together. taped a special in a football stadium. That that's what I'm saying, bro. Like all the even when you talk about Beyonce, Taylor Swift all that shit is running concurrently. Right, but there's not going to be a thousand people selling a football stadium. There might be 30 people in an arena. There might be 60 people in a theater. There might be 50 people in a club. Hold on. Could that be relative to the size of the Earth's population? We have right. 8 billion people, bro. Right. 8 billion. Yeah. Right? Like... You know what I mean? Like eight million is a thousand, one thousandth of a percent of that. A lot of those eight billion don't have disposable income. A lot of those eight billion are not going to shows. Do you think half of the bitches that went to Beyonce concert got disposable income? <laughs> they they found a way to dispose of it. Someone's they gonna pay for those it. tickets. No, no, they will find it. Don't tell me about disposable income. Shit. <laughs> them bitches bet half of them bitches in there had to find Nate from set it off to go to that, them goddamn shows. Man. I needed the money. <laughs> Shit, they was paying, man, please. People will find that paper, bro. Like, it's crazy, bro. Like, I know you online. Mm-hmm. Hey, you do your thing, do it really good. You, but you know what gets me a lot of times? Like, because I'm I have a big following on Facebook. I got yeah. like five hundred thousand on Facebook, bro. I get a lot of brothers and sisters hitting me up from like very small villages in Africa, bro. Like, okay, I'm like that is that just blows me away. To, yeah, to picture myself on one of their phones in the village, that's crazy. Yeah. So then I was like picturing like, damn, just imagine if I just got dropped off somewhere like in a small African village and then like people see me like, oh, they go like I'm Michael Jackson. Yeah. In one of these little <laughs> <ass places."> <laughs> <laughs> like I'm Michael Jackson. Like, nigga, I didn't even know. Like I'm fucking royalty here. Like I really feel like... <laughs> If I go over there to go up, like, like brother, we love you, brother. Like, <laughs> damn, dog, I'm famous over here. And then I would never come back here. 
<laughs> I feel like I would ruin it for myself. I feel Why? like I would like trip off the plane or something. They'd be like, man, he's not, he's not who we thought he was. <laughs> that shit. So has anybody like from foreign countries hit you up? A little bit, a little mm. bit. Uh, a guy from France was trying to figure out how to, uh, how to book me. And wow. like, yeah, there's, there's been a little crazy. bit of people hitting me and you know, they'd be like, oh yeah, I live in Australia, blah, blah, blah. I'm a big fan. And, yeah, bro. I had a, a a guy when you know people who thought the lives first came. Mm-hmm. Out, had a dude from Australia. This motherfucker was like a, a he he heard like a goat herd or a sheep herd or something. Like he would shave them. He had the shears and shit. And he was going, okay. Hey, might you know he would talk to me and shit, bro. Mm-hmm. But now he don't. I just thought that up. That's random as fuck. I don't know. Is that real or are you talking about Prince Hakeem? Nigga, <laughs> no, no, I'm not, I'm not a goat herder. Sure, he was a That's lamb. I think, he, I think he did lambs. <laughs> like he sheared them and got the wool from mm-hmm. the lambs. Like mm-hmm. he, you know what I'm saying? What is it? A lamb herder? Like you know what I mean? Yeah. No. What I do you call them people? I guess a lamb herder. Yeah. This nigga was like really into that business. Okay. LeVar, what's your favorite? <laughs> <laughs> what's up, that? What's your favorite color sky? Blue. Blue? Mm-hmm. You said that like it's one choice. No, blue is definitely like a clear blue sky. Okay. Yeah. What <laughs> you or yours? I like like a sunset, like a like a pinkish, purplish, orangish. That's interesting. I could see yeah. that. Get high. That'd be a good time to get high with like a purplish kind of. It's thing. nice. It's nice. Yeah. That's what's up. Hell yeah. If you could live in any time, what time would you live in? Oh, that's a good one. Man. Any time, what time would I live in? Probably. I, I think the 70s, man. Yeah, yeah. I think I'll fuck with the seventies. What would you be into in the seventies? What would you drive? Oh, I tell you, I had me a motherfucking lag. Had me a L Dorado, a L dog. You know what I'm saying? Okay, straight Cadillac. Uh, you know, just dressing fresh. You know what I'm saying? And just living life, baby. Yeah, you know what I mean. You'd wear the bell bottoms. Hell yeah! What? Oh man, I'd be fly <laughs> as fuck. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. if I had the platforms, man, I'd be super clean, bro. Like, glasses with the like big lenses. What? Yeah, big ass joints, with the big <laughs> ties and shit. Mm-hmm. Bro. Mm-hmm. I'd be looking like Nick Nicky Barnes, one of them motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> the real one though, not hey, not Cuba Jack. in the movie. Hey, Jack, <laughs> you got my scratch, turkey. <laughs> And do karate on niggas all day, <laughs> nigga. I love nigga. The seventies was special, dog. Like, you know what I'm saying? Oh hell yeah, man! <laughs> what you talk about, man? Yeah. Let's listen to that, man. Like, like when this come on, man, I think of my pops, man. I think of, he got a full fro, stash thick. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I'm watching him pick his joint out. 
and then I have my little shit I was in the mirror. Yeah. Oh, come on, man. Curtis motherfucking Mayfield. Yeah. Let me tell y'all something. Curtis Mayfield walks so Pharrell could fly. Mm. Why we not? Why ain't nobody saying this, man? Curtis hey. Mayfield walks so Pharrell could fly, baby. Come on, man. Oh wow. You gotta get you gotta get man Curtis Mayfield. Man, you gotta give him his blessings, bro. Yeah. <laughs> wow. I I never put that together. That what? That makes so much sense. Come on. Listen. Yo, I never put that together at all. That's crazy. I, I hear it so much now. Like, yeah, yeah. That's crazy. Curtis Mayfield, like, he'd be mad. That motherfucker ain't doing nobody but me, Jack. Wow. This nigga wrote the 70s. He wrote the whole thing to the black experience in the 1970s. Mm, Even mm. with Claudine, that's... He wrote a song for Gladys Knight and the Pips. He wrote the whole Claudine uh, okay. soundtrack. Um, Curtis Wayfield from Chicago, right? Yeah, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. And oh. LeVar, you from Chicago? Southside all day. You know what I'm saying? Yes, sir. So, um, what, like, you left Chicago to go to Xavier? Yes. And then you started comedy there? Yeah, I, I actually the the very first time I got on stage, man, because I you know what I'm saying I was always roasting and shit, motherfuckers. Like, yeah, you gonna be a comedian? My whole life I heard it, but I never looked it kind of like ah, that's that entertainment shit. I'm yeah, I'm not too sure. But uh, m- my first year of college, I started um, fall of 1995. Uh, that Christmas. I went back home to Chicago and got on stage. I was 19. In 95? The very first time I got on stage was in 1995. Wow. I was turning 96. Uh, went to All Jokes Aside in Chicago, hosted by Damon Williams. I remember standing in line with a lot of the other grown as comedians out in the cold mm-hmm. and I was like <laughs> I told one I was like yeah I'm just 19 he was like nigga please you 40 <laughs> 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 so, so I'm waiting I'm waiting in, in line bro and bro listen I, I had one of my homies I was like yo man I'm gonna be famous man like I gotta get to the comedy club but he had a whole shout out to my nigga Sam one of my best friends had an old raggedy Delta 88. This bitch was total fuck up, bro. So we drove downtown to Chicago. It was cold as shit. Man, I stand in line. I go on stage. Oh, they light cigarette lighters and boo me, bro. And then I was like, this shit is not for me. Mm. So I, I never fuck with comedy again until my last year of pharmacy school. Wow. Yeah. The desire just came back so strong. And I talked to my line brother. I was like, yo, man. Because they was like, nigga, you so fun. Like, you know, like, I yeah. go up to people. I was obnoxious, too. So I, I had that desire to mm-hmm. like perform. Mm-hmm. Very obnoxious. 
and I'm always I, I need to get a laugh out of somebody. Would you ever turn it off? Would you like in pharmacy school? Would you be like, oh, you hell know, no, I was clowning in that moment. Well, <laughs> well, you know, I would have to turn it off. You, you know, what I mean, like I, you know, I'm not gonna go in during um, lecture, but like mm-hmm. maybe before lecture, after lecture, I might impersonate the teachers or whatever. And then, like, we had, like, a 24-hour study room at Xavier in the library and all that shit. And what I would have to do, because I, I couldn't study till about 3.30 a.m. So, like, I would mm. just walk around the library, dog, just go up to tables, making motherfuckers laugh, bro. But, you know what I'm saying? Like, I was just yeah. so restless. And then everybody would leave and get quiet, and then I could do my studying. It was so fucking weird but that desire just came back so fucking strong and I was just like fuck it if I get booed I ain't gonna quit I'm just gonna figure this shit out you yeah. know what I'm saying good or bad so started back up that last year at Xavier I was doing a little shit around New Orleans but mm-hmm. all the kids from the college were coming out I didn't want them to know but motherfuckers was finding out so they was coming to see me and shit but that was in that little New Orleans bubble. And then when I moved to Atlanta, did good my first time on Staged Uptown. But then I was coming back sporadically, and I was taking it to the face, man. It was blowing the fuck out of me. What? Yeah. I, I, so I did good the first time. Second time I came back, I got booed. So I was like, shit. It was like two or three weeks later. So then I was like, I know what I do. I'm, I'm gonna drink. I'm gonna get kind of drunk and shit. Cause when I'm drunk. I'm funny as shit. I'm gonna yeah. murder these this shit. So I'm, I'm in that bitch. I'm getting fucked up. Yeah. That ain't booing me now. I'm a mad drunk. I'll say, ah, fuck y'all. <laughs> <laughs> fuck y'all, you motherfuckers. Ah, like I'm just mad. So I'm nothing like, like drunk. So, so I'm like five minutes set. You all sweaty, bro. Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and I bomb. <laughs> I'm like fuck I can't get drunk no more but that was a blessing because imagine if I would have ripped yeah nigga you'd be an alcoholic nigga I would be dead yeah. right now you'd be chasing two highs <laughs> yeah, at the same I, time I would have to still get yeah. fucked up like yeah. that's that'll be the worst thing yeah that'll be a good uh, movie or something Just that about sounds it. like a Twilight Zone episode yeah like a guided you know mm-hmm. this is for, it's the first time on stage he get drunk and then he goes on to have his tremendous career but he gotta keep drinking right, right. And, he, and then like you end it with he doesn't drink they boo the fuck out of him his career goes up in flames <laughs> but now he's happy like he, mm. he you know what I'm saying he lives this truth now I feel like this is, this story has really happened and it never had a happy ending. <laughs> this, this, this is the first time the story of the, the alcoholic comedian turns into, like, I'm happy now. There's so many motherfuckers <laughs> on all kind of shit. Bro. Mm-hmm. They just be on coke and shit. Mm-hmm. I, I, look, I don't fuck with coke. And I'm not knocking, if you niggas do, do your thing, but I just, I when, wouldn't When somebody with, brings it up, do you see it chemically? Bro, <laughs> I was at Smith's Old Bar mm-hmm. at the at that secret show one night, and I had killed. I come out, kill, I killed. Mm-hmm. Man, I'm in the back. This one motherfucker, a motherfucker walked up to me with the shit in his hand. What's up? What's up, bro? You want some blow? I said, God damn! I said I don't do coke, but 
is this the proper way y'all go about asking about not, this shit? Not at all. I've never been I'm offered sniff out of your hand like it was some Kool Aid in school or something. Yeah, I I never been offered coke like it was some peanuts. So you're you're in LA. Mm-hmm. You've been around it a lot. I don't be involved. I don't be invited to the, those type of parties. So you've already been like. Where they kind of asked you if you wanted something, you turned it down so they knew you weren't. I know. I've never been at the, the free Coke party. Oh, they never offered you. Yeah. Well, I, I, I ain't never been to the party you. where they've been like, oh, yeah, we're having sex in this room. We're doing Coke <laughs> in that room. Like, no. I just, the parties I go to, people just watching the game, man. Just normal, normal stuff. I, bro, I've never been to a party like that. Either. I think I came <laughs> close, bro. I think. I ain't gonna say the celebrity's house, but I was in LA. It was a celebrity over this celebrity's house, and it, you know, it started getting dark. You know, the, you know, the, the, it was more. It was a party. Yes, but then you just see the the energy of the parties slowly start to shift, and you start seeing new faces. See a lot of motherfuckers in black leather. Like, oh shit, what is this? And then. I guess that's when they start, you know, passing the bowl around. <laughs> I got the. I don't know. I, I I don't know this this black leather passing the bowl around. Well, I, I'm just saying. I think I wasn't in there. Like mm. I left. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But I could imagine if I would have stayed. That's probably where they whip out the the fucking and. In the age of Uber it's a lot easier to get out of those situations. Like, like now that I've been out there, I kind of can see, oh, okay, there's no cabs in the hills. Yeah. If somebody's not ready to leave, there's coyotes outside. <laughs> like, there's cars that can't see you. You're ki- you kind of are trapped. So I do get how old school, but now that Honda will come pick you up. Where, no matter where you yeah, are, true, they, right. they go. They gonna complain because they're like, "This hill is killing my car." But they'll come get you. Now, have you ever tried Molly or any type of ecstasy? I, I haven't tried Molly. I, I do regret it. You did ecstasy. I never did ecstasy. No, okay. I never did either of them. Yeah. I was too afraid of of me getting holes in my brain. But now I'm like, what if my brain needed a breeze? Have you done mushrooms? I have done mushrooms. How was that? Uh, you get in tune with nature. Like it's, it's very natural, you know. Like if, if I did it now and I saw the wood, I would be like, "Oh man, this used to be a tree," and I'd be looking at the wood. You know, it's it's it reminds me of being a child. I did. Uh, I had some mushroom candy bars, bro. Okay. And bro, I was just in such a loving and. Like I was vibing, nigga. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. It was like I felt like I was emanating or something. Like I was just like, "What's happening, brother? Brother, you know." I just wanted to just show love and help. Okay, you feel me? Like, yeah, man. Was there a problem, or you just wanted to help? Nah, I just wanted to help whoever. <laughs> I, I really was in a state of love, man. It was just like oh, I don't know man. if I if I like that guy. That's like, yo, I, yo, I just want to help, man. <laughs> yeah, that dude. Yo, sound you look like sus. you needed a napkin. <laughs> like, hey, bro, chill, man, chill. <laughs> no, dog, no, man. Yo, you need some water. You good? Yo, I just want to help. Hey, man. 
Oh, Help hilarious. yourself. That's hilarious, bro. <laughs> but nah, I was I was vibing off of them joints. Yeah. I ain't never had those straight raw shrooms. Did you have to when you did the shrooms? Did you go out and walk, or did you stay in the house? Or? Uh, the first time I did it, I had the, like just a yeah, the just a regular shroom, not in chocolate or anything. And I went outside and like looked at the sky, looked at, you know, trees and, and different stuff. There was like a balcony and stuff. Mm. Drew some pictures and just, just chilled. Yeah. Mm. Wow. That's what's up, bro. Yeah. That's what's up, man. So are you ready to, you you over this writer strike? You ready, you ready for this writer strike to end? I would love for it to end. I would love for the artists to get compensation when, you know, artificial intelligence takes from their works. I would love for that to be monitored. I would love for people to make a living wage, not be so busy, not be multitasking to the point where the art suffers. And, you know, people can can make enough money to live in the town where they work. Yeah, I think with that artificial intelligence, with that being said, I really believe that they're just going to have to view the uh, chat GPT as just basically a calculator and allow people to be more productive with it versus firing everybody and just having this shit because it's going to get redundant. So based off the fact that chat GPT is using the ideas and thoughts, things that were generated by humans, mm-hmm. well, it's, it should be open. Well, of course, it's already open source, but it should just be in society excluded as just, you know, what it is. You know what I'm saying? It's just there to increase productivity. It is, but it's it, it doesn't know how to create. It only knows how to, like, pull from existing yeah. stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know, that's cool, but existing stuff is owned by the person who made that true so it's like if you trace all my work or you combine my work with a bunch of people's works i should be compensated true true and it's like you know all of that is traceable like do you have a tiktok i do but my tiktok trash you ever scroll through your tiktok and see something and you're like this is perfect this is like the perfect video i would i would man i can't believe this video found me Right. That's because TikTok doesn't watch, doesn't listen to what you tell it about yourself. It watches what you do. Mm. You get what I'm saying? And and I feel like that type of technology is dangerous because, like, what if they, like, okay, what if AI is, like, we have all this data saying that people love watching murder documentaries. Mm-hmm. So we're going to put murder documentary stuff <clears throat> in stuff because that's what people like to watch. Mm-hmm. And it goes up, but it, it's going up off of our primal instincts and not necessarily what's good for us mm-hmm. or, or, you know, or saying something or, mm-hmm. you know, some of the things I feel like art is, is more than just, you know, Oh, I made a song. Sometimes it's a song they can like, help people yeah. you know yeah. s- see something I, I mean I, I'm not particularly scared of artificial intelligence and the reason I'm not is because one of the main things they 
don't understand is consciousness. Mm-hmm. Right? Like mm-hmm. no man, no scientist can explain yeah. consciousness. They, 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 I mean, they're trying to, but it just you just can't. Yeah. Right. So there's no way that sentient beings could even become consciousness because the humans that make them don't even know what the hell consciousness is. Mm. So that's like a big question mark of no, it's just it's not possible. But they can give you more of what you want. They can mirror you. Yeah. Your, your algorithm, like I was saying this and I'm trying to <clears throat> put this in a bit so don't steal it. Okay. So you're going to say it on the podcast though. <laughs> yeah, I am. Fuck it. <laughs> I would say like <clears throat> when you meet a person, bro, mm-hmm. to really get to know them, mm-hmm. I don't even think you need to talk to them. I could, I could pretty much look at your YouTube algorithm <laughs> and your Twitter algorithm. Like I could just nah, see what's I'm I not, could, no, I could nah. it seemed I feel like I could scroll your shit hey, and no. I could get I could understand like hey, I would know you. Hey, like I could I do look over at, there is what I do over there. Don't nah, think that's me. Bro. That ain't I, me. I think I think that ain't me. likes, desires, <laughs> and all that shit is wrapped up in that. Like hey. it'll have to be I would have to look at your I if I looked at a person's YouTube algorithm their Instagram algorithm <laughs> and their Facebook algorithm, dog. Yeah. I would kind of know, I think I would have an understanding of kind of what kind of person this person is, bro. That's nuts. I I, I just, I, I don't know. It's weird, it's weird as that That's who you sounds, are online. Dog. That's who you are when you pick up your phone, but that might not necessarily be who you are. Bro, this shit. The lines are just becoming so if you, blurred between. If you have a preacher you like in person, right? Yeah. And you go to that church, you like what they're saying. You might never be searching for sermons online. But that that doesn't mean that you're not religious. That just means that you have outside of that something already. Mm-hmm. You have a huge music collection. You got all these vinyls, all these CDs. When you get in the house, you play your music. Mm-hmm. You're not searching for that online. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I feel like your algorithm is a reflection of maybe what you're, what you're looking for, or what you don't have, but it's not everything in totality. Mm, interesting. Maybe. So, like, for, in- for interest, if, you know, if you looked at my algorithm, you mm-hmm. would see, like, positive motivational quotes you see like a lot okay. of self-help yeah then you go see clothes mm-hmm. then you see like some bad bitches or something pop up. for sure you know what i'm saying so you mm-hmm. can kind of get okay well this guy is trying to better himself mm-hmm. he likes fashion and bitches you, you you know what i mean yeah it's just a it's not to say like I would know detail, but I would have a good roundabout. Of yeah. What ballpark you playing in? I got right? you. So mm-hmm. like if I'm on your algorithm and it's just uh, men with abs. Yeah. Scrolling. I was like, okay. This guy cares about health. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
Scott's trying to get in shape. Or, or he want to fuck men with abs. <laughs> so, you know, it's just a, it's just a little roundabout. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you look mm-hmm. at a woman's... That'd be cool. Like, I think, like, dudes would be dating and shit. Like, if you kind of look at her album, you kind of see shit she like. Like, you know, certain types of flowers. Yeah. Or bedding. And, yeah. You know, certain little lip gloss. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That could help you. Okay, but what if you find something you don't want to see? Like, what if they're she into, like, a, a, a strange online community or, you know... <laughs> Like, well, like, what if you see, okay, she watches mukbang. She likes the sound whoa, whoa, of people whoa, whoa, eating. What the fuck is mukbang? With like, like, where people record themselves with a sensitive microphone and they, like, record themselves eating. What the fuck? People are paying for people to just sit up watching it? Yeah, oh, those people are making money. That's some weird shit. So you yeah. watch this. I've heard about it. Get the so fuck I looked out it up, but I'm not uh, into it. Dude, how do you know the name of this? What you mean? Because it, ex- it exists. This nigga be watching. This no, nigga I be watching Mukbang. No, I don't. I don't watch Mukbang. I was listen, curious when I listen, heard about it what listen, it was, and I was listen. like, this is weird. I look, cut you it come, off. You come here to, look, if you go to Rob's house, <laughs> like, you just be in a room, be in a room. This is yeah. <laughs> you be like, Rob. And he be like, <laughs> what? What? <laughs> Rob is fucking jacking off to no, mukbang. No, this is not true. Oh, that is not true. Shit, that, that motherfucker eating soup. <laughs> <laughs> He's eating soup. Oh, that gives me. That's what does it for me. <laughs> mukbang. God, oh man, people are. It's so many ways to make money. That's like the you be- said, it's eight this billion is a people. Great fucking time to be alive, dude. Because there's yeah. a guy, there's a fucking guy that's getting paid to sit up. It, he might be making a hundred thousand a month. Yeah, we're like, hold on, hold on, at work. <laughs> Hold on, I'm at work. Hey, hey, cut all that down, man. <laughs> trying to eat some soup over here. No, no. I'm trying to, the, try no, to feed no, my kids, no. man. He's making a hundred thousand, but he's in a studio. They're like twelve. They're twelve Joes, and they're like, bro, come on, man. Shit, come on, man. Shit, that that is what's going on, bro. Yeah, that is great. What a time to be alive, man. What a time to be like, alive. like, don't like, dude. I would, I, I work my ass off to get to pharmacy school, and and then to do it, and then get out of the shit to tell fucking jokes. Mm-hmm. And I think about sitting in that traffic, going to open a fucking store up, and then you, you go on YouTube. And you see a a fucking dog with a goddamn channel that made thirty million. <laughs> and then you gotta take your stupid ass to work, bro. Yeah. And it's just fucking it's crazy to me, bro. Mm-hmm. You think there would be an AI pharmacist? A hundred fucking percent, bro. A hundred percent. The only thing that's that's so. 
with artificial intelligence and as far as pharmacy is concerned, the artificial intelligence biggest problem will be them penetrating through all the red tape in the legislature. Mm. That's it. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But it can one thousand fucking percent be streamlined. But it, you're saying a lot of dominoes gotta fall. You're not yes. just gonna walk right. in CVS. No, and because, talk to because, a computer because, it, one because day. it's it's about money, bro. Mm-hmm. It's about mm-hmm. money, right? So like, even when you think about the numbers, about three hundred and forty thousand registered pharmacists or some shit like that in the U.S. You know, each one of those people are required to pay a licensure licensure fee to the state. Okay. They're re- required to get uh, continuing education hours. Mm. They're required, you know, mm-hmm. these are whole businesses. Got you. Made Got you. This, you know what I'm saying? Like certain pharmacists, insurance and shit. Whole, whole industries. Mm. Right? Mm-hmm. And then on top of that, you know, you... you uh, you just have so much regulation with just your state and local governments to even open your pharmacy up. So it, I'm not saying it can't be done, but it's going to be a, it's going to be a big hurdle because a lot of motherfuckers going to lose money. I mean, yeah, there won't be any money there. Like, no, that makes sense. Yeah, the, the bureaucracy, you know, save, saves the industry. I, I've been thinking about that a lot because of, like the whole Florida getting rid of the AP psychology. So in in Florida, they are uh, there's an area in Florida where they're not letting people take AP psychology in high school because it uh, says that you know certain genders exist and and you know that's part of the curriculum. The college board said you can't amend the curriculum, so you know they're not going to allow, you know, them to just change AP. So now if you are, you know, want that college psychology course, you can't take that in Florida. And I'm like, no college is going to be like, here's an alternative course that you can take so that you save money, not paying to pay take psychology here so so wait hold on so the ap florida thing they got rid of it in florida because they are acknowledging uh uh transgenders like yeah yeah they're saying gender is psychological right right and so because that's part of the curriculum the college board is like we have a certain standard we're not going to buckle because the state of Florida is doing something they deem illegal, but we haven't seen anybody buck on the college board before, you know, also colleges aren't going to break their neck to create a, a new course or an alternative because now you have to pay for that course. You know, like, like, yes, if you took an AP course, you pass it, you, you go to college and you know, they, it helps with acceptance, but or or could you just have an AP course or I mean you do the AP psychology course but you do AP psychology that 
teaches that theory and then another one of AP psychology that teaches another theory. But see, I don't think the college board wants to do that because then that's a slippery slope. Then what if someone's like, hey, calculus is too hard. What if we have like something that's above trigonometry but below AB calculus Mm -hmm. for, you know, like, you know, hey, American history, a little too harsh on the slave owners. They were trying to establish a country. What if we had, you know, U.S. history but amended because, you know, without the South? You know, speaking of that issue on slavery, you know they never talked about black slave owners. They never taught me that in school. I mean, it was mentioned, I feel like, once, you know, somebody was like, yeah, there were some black slave owners, but that's not going to be on the test. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you think they should have taught about black slave owners? I, you know, I. <laughs> what are you getting at, LeVar? I'm just asking you a question. Do you think they should have taught about black? I mean, because if you're going to teach history, yeah. you're going to teach the whole totality of it. I, I mean, I think, you know, I think the. Do you think they should right teach. They should black teach slave everything. Owners are excluded from history. I don't know if they're excluded. I just think proportionally. Why we don't they, know their names? I don't know. Maybe, maybe they have very common names. They're very, you know, it's very hard to pinpoint. So, could a black slave owner? I guess, like when he said, "Oh, oh, that's my nigga over there." He really. <laughs> he really meant that is that where is that where my niggas came from from a black slave owner I, I don't think so I, I would hope not I would hope that's not the origin if you were a slave I would hope that a black slave owner wasn't cool enough to coin a phrase if you, if you were a slave would you prefer a black slave owner or a white one I'd probably prefer a black slave owner really yeah I would also like, you know, what if it was indentured servitude? What if they were like, after you work off your debt, you could be free? What if, like, that's the that's the deal that so, indentured so, servants got who were, you know, if you think about it, white slaves. So if you had the black slave owner, mm-hmm. okay, and he's like hella dark skin, but he's your owner. Mm-hmm. And you're light, you're 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 fair complected guy. Mm-hmm. And he has you working in the fields. Would you be like, nigga, I'm a house nigga. How dare you? Like, no. You... <laughs> I'm. A, I don't know. I. And then what if this black slave owner is jealous of you, bro? Why would they be jealous of me? I'm the slave. The, the that's slave, a that's the a same, the same that's reason a... why fucking uh. Your boy that owned the basketball team was jealous of Magic Johnson. I think that was personal. <laughs> I think I think we as a society made that racial. I think they had beef since the early eighties. I think Donald Sterling was a rich man in LA, owned a whole basketball team, and when he walked in the forum club, no one cared. Do you think Donald <laughs> Donald Sterling would have be forgiven? Would they would have forgiven Donald Sterling if he said, listen, I, I see you. Look, look, just just stay away from Magic. He's got, yeah. he's got fucking AIDS. He's like, talking he- to his girl <laughs> on on the voicemail. This is not a public statement. 
He's like, if I let her know I'm insecure about magic, she's gunning for magic. But if I say don't bring black guys to my games, magic's included. I don't know. I've heard other horrible things about what Donald Sterling did. You know, did you, you, see, might did be... you see how they portrayed him in Winning Time? Yeah, it was, it was creepy, right? Right. He he held on to magic like like he was some big old slave. Mm-hmm. So, oh mm-hmm. wow, yeah, he's so strong. Yeah, and yeah. and I didn't know he helped pay for the Lakers. He helped Jerry Buss. He lent him some money to pay for the Lakers. It's crazy. If, if can I ask you this though? Would yeah. you like? If you were owned by a black <laughs> Wait, no. <laughs> no, no, listen. Would you be offended if he called you a nigga? Because he's your owner at the same like or, or could you call him a nigga back? I really don't know the the dynamics of the <laughs> N word in that time. You know, I think we make assumptions that it's always been like every connotation at one time, but who knows? It might have just only been a dirty word back then. Because, it might have just been like, you know. <laughs> because if he was my owner, like, I know me, I'd be like, ah, damn, it is hot. Can we come in or something? <laughs> <laughs> this is sad. This is a fucking horrific conversation. <laughs> oh, my goodness. LeVar. Uh, <laughs> Do you believe that there's a uh, life outside of this universe? A hundred percent. hundred percent? Oh, yeah. hundred percent. Of course. Yeah. Bro, do you realize I, people people can't even wrap their minds around. We, we don't even have the capability as humans to even grasp how big the universe is. Mm. All our space exploration that we've done since, you know, in all of human civilization, all our space space exploration in in the universe is the equivalent to you going into the ocean with the cup to put in the cup in the water. Go look, mm. there's no life. Wow, that is all our space exploration in that cup, bro. That's how wow. vast the fucking universe. And and to tell you, like, <clears throat> when they keep saying, like, we found this planet that's, you know, uh, just like Earth and it's five light years away, five light years away. Now, most people would think, oh, OK, you just need to travel uh, at the speed of light for five years to get to that planet. No, a light year is a measure of distance. OK, so one light year. Is five fucking like five five almost six trillion miles, Jeez. trillion fucking mm. miles, and to travel that distance as a human, it would take a human like thirty four thousand years to travel <sighs> one light year. That's at, that's how big it is, and and when you say a one light year, five light, that's a short distance. Mm-hmm. So this is how why this shit is bro mm. like I, you know what I'm saying like I, I, I don't even know how people could even explain it like I don't you have to believe like you know I know that there are atheists 
but there has to be some energy or some power out there. I'm not just saying it's just a person sitting in the sky. Why? It, but there's a definite energy or something that's going on. Mm-hmm. Where I, could our souls just be hopping from these galaxies to another galaxy? So in the next mm. life, you want another galaxy or some shit like. Interesting. It, it, it's crazy. And then they say those black holes could be like wormholes or some shit so that you can, you go through the black hole and then you're in another galaxy just through the black hole. So the, the shit must bend time or some, some weird shit, bro. It's, but it's heavy. That's some heavy shit, bro. Man. It's heavy, man. But the aliens, <laughs> I think the aliens are racist, though, bro. You think they're racist? Yeah, they never come to black neighborhoods. You're you putting I, a lot of race in this stuff. There has not been one nigga neighborhood where they like, bro, you seen the motherfucker, man? I saw it, I swear to God, man, we the lights, all that shit. That might have been that leprechaun that was man, in Alabama. You never damn. know. The leprechaun. Are oh, you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> you ever see a leprechaun? Let me hear you say, yeah. Like, that might have been. But they never come, you know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. we mm-hmm. would have a, a more detailed explanation of it. Yeah. You know, I saw him had green eyes. And then, uh, man, that motherfucker did eyes green and a motherfucker man, I'm looking <laughs> I'm looking that motherfucker look back at me and shit so I'm like what's up so he like what's up I'm like nigga shit you a motherfucking alien nigga like it'll be a whole <laughs> it'll be a whole fucking thing dog and, and people will keep piling on and shit it'll be just amazing then you see the spaceship mm-hmm. and then then Tony open up the window nigga what up nigga I got this motherfucker <laughs> <laughs> Nigga, <laughs> <laughs> Tony in the motherfucking spaceship. Nigga, you saw that shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I, I'm so happy that uh, that I was able to have you on the podcast, man. Damn, is uh, it over now? Yeah, we just, you just know, do I like an hour. Yeah, I know, I know. Rob, Rob don't like, Rob don't like to call me because I no, I, 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 I just stay on the phone for two hours. I I enjoy our long talks, but. All I do have to schedule it. I do shit. have like, to man, be like the far call, nigga. No, you off work, nigga. I'm appreciative. I'm a fan. I'm, I'm a posted oh, uh, for for the podcast fans. I tried to interview Levar uh, when I was very young and green in comedy, and uh, that that conversation is nowhere nearly as lively as this one was. What, what did I say? Did I tell you no? I no, you didn't tell me no. It's just I was just. I didn't know what to ask you. Like, so you never asked. I, no, I, I did the interview. Well, this is what happened. I thought I was going up. My friends came. They brought a camera. They were like, "He didn't go up, but man, go back and interview Levar." Oh, so I know I, why I did. <laughs> Listen, I want to tell y'all something. Okay, let me let me, like. So it, it Rob, you it you will be with Rob. You will be with uh, Noah. Mm-hmm. And. I didn't think y'all niggas, I thought y'all niggas wanted to be journalists or something. I, I, I didn't think they wanted to be fucking comedians. I was like, oh man, it's just some kids they doing documentaries it's and shit. It's the blog era. You know, yeah, they're, like, oh, they're going to be the rap so radar. Really, so really, I was green. I was like, I didn't know you niggas wanted to be 
a comedian. There's <laughs> enough of us. Fuck off. Like, you know what I'm saying? I like this nigga Noah wrote my first bio, bro. Wow. Noah wrote a bio. Wow. And I thought Noah just wanted to be a writer, but he's a amazing comic. Amazing comic. Very funny. Noah used to write on Creative Loafing. And I wanted a creative loafing article so bad. So whenever I saw Noah, I would turn it on. Yeah, I'd be like, man, man, it's crazy over here, man. <laughs> that's how people use it. That's that's how they would turn it on before T.I. started doing comedy. Remember yeah. when T.I. come to the club? Mm-hmm. Comedians put their best shit on. They be backflipping <laughs> and shit. Like, T.I. coming. Hopefully like, y'all know. Y'all know. <laughs> like a motherfucker coming to the back. <laughs> Yeah, y'all know Tip coming, right? <laughs> what? What? Nigga start turning up right there and shit. But now, he's a comedian, too. He's a comedian, too. You did that. That's what it is. That's what it is. You did that. <laughs> <laughs> ah, so. LeVar, yeah. anything you want to tell the people? Anything you want to? I can't tell y'all about the shit I'm on because <laughs> we striking right now and I'm in solidarity with WGA and SAG after. Mm-hmm. We got to get our monies. Yeah. You understand that? You can't hold all the monies, white man. You People got some need... dates though? Yes, I'm going to be at the Baltimore Comedy Factory August 18th to 20th and I'm going to be at Tommy T's. I'm going back to Tommy T's in October and then... I got a couple of That's dates. in the Bay? Yeah, yeah. Tommy T, yeah. And then I got a couple of pending offers that I'm just like, huh, I don't know if I want to do them. Okay. You know, so. Damn, that's crazy. You can't even talk about your shit, bro. Hey, man. Poor Chris Spencer, man. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? He mm-hmm. broke that shit and came. It's mm-hmm. crazy, bro. Um, Ransom, Wisconsin. I'll be there October 7th. I think you guys got one theater, and I think that's where I'm going to be. But I'll find out if y'all got multiple theaters. Are, are you doing that date with somebody, or are you by yourself? Uh, I got I got my boy Skyler uh, coming in from Chicago. Dope, dope. Yeah, Skyler Highly. Okay. Funny comedian. Dope, but yeah. man. Dope. Good shit, bro. Oh, well, guys, so this was great, man. The Inconsistent Podcast. With Rob Hayes. I don't know when this coming out. It's inconsistent. <laughs> <laughs> that might be a good drop to put in your intro. Yeah.